0: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm
1: right, back. It's overtime. 106.7, the fan in the Odyssey app, Chris Naki, Linnell Willingham with you. Kicked around some ideas about the WFT, how to keep that game rational, reasonable, reasonable. On uh, Sunday, let's talk a little college basketball. Uh, A lot of games last night. Most every team in America kicked off, and there are a bunch of good games coming up this weekend. For those of you who are insomniacs, there's a UCLA Villanova Friday night at 11 or 1130. I can't remember which. Uh, Texas plays Gonzaga this weekend, two top 10 teams. Uh, So there are a lot of great weekends, a lot of great games, excuse me. And last night, of course, opener, opening night of college basketball season. Of course, ESPN is going to put Duke on there, 9 o'clock special against Kentucky. Duke ends up winning that game by 8. The The preliminary game, if you will, was uh, Kansas against Michigan State. Kansas wins that game 87-74. Not your father's Michigan State, by the way. not <laughs> quite as uh, loaded as they have been.
2: I was looking at the box score. There's an Izzo on the bench. Yeah. Is that his son? Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. So uh, they're just not – they don't have the offensive – uh, you, they've usually got a guy, Denzel Valentine or somebody who
2: since then, I mean
1: yeah, Cassius, who, who uh, you know, who just gets it done and it just, they, they don't appear to have that right now, but there was so much going on last night and uh, and not the least of which locally was a great win by the Naval Academy down in, at UVA down in, at JPJ, you just teams just don't win down there much down there I don't feel bad for Tony Bennett, he's going to He's probably the best coach in America. They'll be back. They'll be fine. He's got some talent. They just don't shoot the ball well. One of the things that you one of the things that you find these games, a lot of these games will happen in the second week of November when your teams just don't know each other yet. They they, they just, for instance, with all the new guys at UVA, ultimately what Navy did was they sat back in a zone and and forced UVA guards to shoot threes and they couldn't make them. Starting guards were three for 14 in that game from the three-point line. And so so you get what you got. And in this day and age, if you're not making shots in the college basketball game, you're, you're kind of hosed. This is so different this year. So completely different, Linnell. There's been so much turnover. Every game that you watch, you need a roster. Yeah. Because <laughs> even if you were familiar with a team last year, that it bears no resemblance to what they what they've got this year. And you could have read what they added, but until you see them in the uniform, it's different. And, and you know, last night I was, of course, I was at the Maryland game. Nine new players on the Terps, um, and 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 I, I was, of course, I, I was able to go to practices before that for you know before they started playing games, so I know who the kids are, and I, you know I'm, I'm lucky. But I'm thinking for fans who show up there cold, they're like, All right, who are these guys? Right. You know. By the way, one of the things I'm really glad that they kept uh, for the coaches is coaches are wearing sweats for the most part, casual. No, nobody's wearing We had an it. Ex- Maryland had an exhibition game this past weekend, Division II team. That guy wore a coat and tie. Uh, he looked like he was born in a coat and tie. That's fine. Some guys are like that. But for the most part, you see a lot of sweats, casual wear. One of the things that I'm surprised that they kept, that they should have just done away with, is the handshake line for they brought sets so back for two reasons? Yeah, it's back and people are two reasons. First of all, the protocol for one, um, but the other thing is is that in November, these are these are recruiting opportunities. You meet kids, you meet kids, and and you know the transfer portal is such. I, if I were coaching right now, I'd spend a lot less time recruiting high school players than I would scouring. Who's going unhappy into the guys, portal? Yeah. Unhappy guys, and so um, I don't know. Just a couple of things that I observed, and, and I was always I was kind of curious in the off season. It's hard to legislate against the handshake line. I mean, it's sportsmanship for God's sakes. But, Other ways to do it, but it's you know in the it, they, they did away with it in the in COVID times, you know, in the last year, and uh, but people went right back. Maybe it's just force of habit. Maybe it's just one of those things.
2: It's gonna take. Well, we've already seen it the year before COVID. It's gonna take a massive brawl because that's what I worry about with the handshake lines. Yeah, two teams that don't like each other, a chippy back and forth game. Then you got to go tell the other guy good. game. I hated.
1: I always hated the handshake line because 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 if you're you know you win, you always feel feel like you're supposed to win. You want to go celebrate it with your guys, and you know if if you lose, you feel like crap. You don't want to. I, I don't want to talk to anybody. A right. good job. I don't. I don't mean it. I don't mean it. So why would I why would I want to say it? you know, th- there's the other element here with these teams that 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 lost by games, B U Y games. I-, I would suggest that Georgia Tech, what do you think Georgia Tech p- paid Miami of Ohio to come down there? How to be 75 grand. Minimum 75 grand. That's what the going rate a stinker. is. Stinker. Yeah. And so you lose that game at home. So it's a double whammy. You lose in front of your fans. This is your debut. This is your, your your debut in front of your fans, and you throw a turd like that. It's you tough. mentioned
2: the recruiting aspect, too. I'm yeah. sure there was some high school that wasn't attend. Yeah,
1: it's tough to get around that one. But I remember when I was coaching one time we played, when I was at American, we played uh, the great Fang Mitchell, who was a longtime successful coach at Coppin State. Fang got it going there for a couple of years, and, and uh, we paid Fang to come down to AU. It wasn't a whole lot of money. But it was the principle of the thing, and Fang came down there, won a great game. It was a two or three point game, but he won it. And at halftime, at, at half court, at the end of the game, and Fang had this tremendous baritone voice, and he was one of the game's great, great characters. Longtime AD at Coppin, also, and he he said, big smile on his face, he said, "Man, this is a great country when I could pick up a check and kick your ass." <laughs> So I said, you know, that's one of those things you catalog away. We got them back the next year. But, okay. um, but you know, good on Fang. And, I, you know, I've been in a situation where I've won guarantee games and there's nothing better. There is nothing better. So I don't begrudge a guy an opportunity to do that. And good for those teams. They go on the road. Generally speaking, you're going on the road to buy field hockey sticks and lacrosse sticks. And you're doing it. You're taking one for the program, for the athletic department. And uh, good for those guys for doing it. Better on them for winning. All right, we're going to take a look around at some of the scores of note when we come back. It's overtime on 1067, the fan and the Odyssey app.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
1: Wrapping up the seven o'clock hour. Chris Naki, Linnell Willingham with you. Talking some college hoops. Lots happened last night. Lots coming up this weekend. I mentioned UCLA and Villanova Friday night. You know, really one of the first <clears throat> big NCAA championship games I remember seeing was UCLA with uh then Lou Alcinder. I became Kareem Abdul Jabbar, of course. They played, I think that was 1970 maybe, 19, yeah, I believe that was 70. And uh, Villanova had a storybook season that year, And uh, but UCLA was in the middle of that insane run that uh, John Wooden and his guys went on, and ultimately UCLA won the day. I wish that game were being played at East, and I wish it were being played at the Palestra, because I'm not going to be up at 1130 to watch it. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's a good game. Again, Gonzaga and Texas also play this weekend. Um, watching Maryland play last night, they have a chance to be very, very good. And and one of the things that, uh, and maybe this is the nature of the sport too, Linnell. We talk about the way that's it's, it's changed, and and you know, in terms of just not knowing who the guys are, but also in terms of the way it's played. You know, they have um, two really good big men, traditional five men centers, and um and and. They're good enough so that I will tell. I would suggest to you that the both of them are probably in their top five players, certainly in their top six. So, I, one of the things I would be intrigued by is to watch these guys play together at some point in time. But that's not the way the game's played in this day and age. It's all space. It's all spread. It. You know, I, as I'm talking here, I've got uh, you know I've got the NBA game on with no sound, and to watch them play. It is 100 percent guys run to each corner and one guy runs to the block and then you got four out. And and college is basically taking a page out of that. You see a lot of the same looks, hammer plays, you know, wheel plays and things like that. And so um, so, I you know, in watching Maryland, I'm, I'm thinking that would be really intriguing to take that look. I don't know which one would be covering a small forward because in this day and age again he'd probably be out there covering a guy who's six four six five so i don't know how you how you deal with that but um the fact that they have two guys who you could conceivably talk about in that situation makes them different because you you, most teams most power five teams don't have that kind of uh luxury uh, of uh, of choice so they've also got guys and and maybe this is all part of the where we are in in i they got a couple guys in the team. I couldn't tell you what position they play. I don't know if they're, you know, they got a guy, a guy transferred in from Utah, Ian Martinez, who's just this incredibly gifted athlete. He is lightning, great, you know, great leaping ability. He gets from point A to point B in a nanosecond. Trying to play him as a point guard, he's not really a point guard. He's kind of a guard, but you know, that's you can you can have in this day and age, you can have a point guard. And a center, and then just have three basketball players around him. But you have to have a point guard, and you probably have center. something to represent for the center. So, um, you know, again, he's he's your backup point guard. Uh, that's a guy who's going to have to learn a lot on the job. Got another guy who transferred in from ODU. Looks a lot more like an interior player to me. It gets a little lost out on the court, but, um, you know, I'm not in practice every day. It's hard to make judgments on guys that you see for, you know, I see him. Three days a week, basically for two or two hours at a stretch. Coaching staff sees them every single day, you know, and um, and they're with them all the time. But it's just, uh, it's college basketball is a completely different animal now than it's ever been. And also, you're yeah, in the fact too. Finally, got fans back in the building. Makes so, a huge difference. Makes a huge, huge difference. And there were some some head shaking things that happened last year, both pro and con. You know, Maryland, for instance, with a team that that struggled often at home. Maryland won at Illinois and at Wisconsin when both teams were ranked. They should have beaten Purdue at Purdue right on Christmas Day. Should have had those games. So I, those games are a different animal playing them this year in front of packed houses. And so, um, you know, it remains to be seen kind of what what this year will bring. But fans are back in. It's great to have, you know, the college sports thrive on the energy that the fans bring, whether it's, whether it's football, across, whatever. And it, it's, it's, that's what makes college sports special. So it's great to have them back. Great to be back in Maryland games, sitting courtside and doing the games with folks around us. All right. That's it for the seven o'clock hour. Got a lot to get to. Back to the NFL when we come back. I want to talk about sort of midseason assessment of some of the teams. And, and Linnell, you raised some question marks about like what in the world's going on with a team like Cincinnati with all they have to play for in that game this weekend. But there's there are plenty of head scratchers out there. How about your the Buffalo Bills going to Jacksonville? That's a lot to that the will Urban re- Myers reverberate.
2: Bad. What's that? Losing to the Urban Myers is unforgettable. Fighting
1: Urban Myers, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot to assess here, and and not all on the negative side. You know, we talked about the Patriots. Much as you can't stand them, a lot of people can't stand them. They are mentally and physically tough, and they're up for the fight, man. They they just seem to. Uh, them, the Steelers, they just seem to 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 be there at the end of the day. All right, it's overtime on a one zero six seven. The Fan and Odyssey app. Back in a minute. All right, back. It's overtime. One zero six seven. The Fan and Odyssey app. Chris Nocky, Linnell Willingham, with you till nine o'clock tonight. Making it all happen from Half Street down here, hard by Nats Park. Well, now we're nine weeks in. NFL's halfway, midway point, eighteen week season, right? Let's see, little accounting, simple accounting. Cardinals eight and one, best record in the league, sit atop the NFC. Tenuous chair, by the way, tenuous throne right. across the, atop the NFC. Green Bay, Rams, Bucs, Cowboys, behind them with two losses. So the, all those teams right there, the parody in the AFC is crazy. Titans are 7 and 2. We talked about it. They're on a heater. They're no on a heater and we'll see where they go without Derrick Henry. But that's a great win this past weekend against the Rams. Uh, Ravens are 6 and 2 and I was wrong on the Ravens. I will tell you I was wrong. <laughs> I thought early on in the season they were basically winning with smoke and tape and bubblegum. You know, they 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 had that ridiculous win against the Lions. Where the kick hit the crossbar and there should have been a penalty beforehand. You know, I mean, 66 yard kick hit the crossbar, I should say. So, but now, I mean, they believe and they've got Lamar, and I would believe if I had Lamar too. Saying
2: coach of the year earlier. Harbaugh, man. Yeah. Gotta be front runner.
1: Yeah. And again, you know, it's much, this is much like Pittsburgh fans to me. I have a, a boatload of fans, uh, friends who are Ravens fans. And and none of them think Harbaugh knows what he's doing. I wish he spoiled. were here. We're yeah, spoiled. completely spoiled. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, taking a look around though, it's some sort of a status check, if you will. Some of the teams. We'll start with the in the AFC where there's such great parity. The Bills, five and three. Now, it was just a couple weeks ago. Everybody sort of. They were sort of everybody's darling. They had beaten Kansas City soundly in Kansas City, and they were everybody's choice for, They look like they're destined to win the AFC. Well, you know what? Not so fast. Not only did they lose in Jacksonville, I read a lot of quotes coming out of there. And the defense, by the way, Buffalo's defense continues to play. They were very good against Jacksonville. But I read a lot of quotes on the other side of that where basically teams are, you know, I mean, it's the NFL. You guys scout the crap out of you every week. And the NFL teams are just going to play it too deep on Josh Allen and see what he does with that. Now, they, uh, excuse me, Jacksonville let him run. He got plenty of opportunities to run, but he wasn't able to throw the ball downfield. He got a little impatient as a result through a couple of picks. And, um, you know, uh remains to be seen where they're headed now they do get the advantage of playing in a division with the dolphins and the jets so you know the the certainly uh
2: get fat off of them a little
1: bit yeah yeah they'll eat with their kill there but i mean they got new england coming up uh so you know and new england all of a sudden and and they have two games against each they have a game at home and away against the patriots so and you know what if there's any justice Linnell, those are snow games Oh, yeah. One in Buffalo, one in, you know, Foxborough. Yeah. You know, played most in, likely, played in December. I was hoping this weekend, I didn't look, but I was hoping this weekend the Russell Wilson Aaron Rodgers game might have a little weather. How was that tundra. feel
2: for your, for your uh, freshly broken finger yeah, for right? Russell Wilson?
1: Yeah, no kidding. Well, but the rest of that division, you know, save for the Patriots who are, who are sort of trying to figure things out, and they're doing it by almost. <laughs> straight-jacketing their quarterback, and they're winning because they run, they pl- are playing defense, and they're getting timely plays. But they're they're not doing it because they're throwing you know uh, throwing the ball downfield. You know they got a caretaker in there, and they're letting them manage the game a little bit. And maybe that's that's the best way to go. AFC North is confounding to me. Talk about the Ravens. Ravens are legit. I mean, there's something there's something in the DNA that just it works, you know, and it started Ozzie Newsom started it years ago when he was so successful in running that franchise for Bashati and Odell before him and um but when you get on the other side of those guys there's so many questions. Cincinnati, Cincinnati's defense appeared to turn the corner earlier. The last two weekends have been nightmares. Now they got to buy to stew on this whole where they've gone the last couple of uh, couple of weeks. The Browns, could it be? I mean, how much would Cleveland fans, well, how much would Baker Mayfield like to, at the end of the year, turn and say, our turning point was when we let go of OBJ. Love that. <laughs> you know? So, uh, the Browns coming off, arguably, a 41-16 win in Cincinnati. No matter how you slice it, that is a legit win, w- without question. And it remains to be seen. Now, you know, some teams just can't, can't have nice things, as you like to say, Linnell. You know? Nick Chubb test positive for COVID. This yeah. is after a monster. I have him in one of my fantasy teams. He put up an insane number. He threw up an insane number in that win against Cincinnati.
2: It's the football gods trying to test to see if Cleveland should pay Baker Mayfield. Yeah. he's going to have to earn it down the stretch here. Boy,
1: like. no kidding. I mean. No kidding. And they got this schedule. Their defense is better. Cleveland's defense has gotten better. Um and maybe the offense has found a little bit of rhythm, but I don't think they, I don't think they get to where they want to go without Chubb. I know he is vaccinated, so it's, it would be a short-lived. But I think they've only got one one running back on the roster at this point. The rookie kid who started on yeah, that Thursday night did a pretty game, nice right? job for him. Right, 144 yards that day. Uh, Steelers mentioned Steelers <sighs> will not die. I mean, you could use garlic and a and a sledgehammer and a, 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 a and you'd have to put a nail right through their heart for them to die. And I don't know how they do it. I, ben couldn't throw, the, throw a, a slant pass across through a, a plate glass window at this point. I mean, not nearly. But, damn, they just – defenses were sourceful. Yeah. Um, the kicker had a huge game against Chicago. I, I mean, tr- Pittsburgh traditionally has a pretty difficult place to uh, – particularly one of the end zones, very difficult to kick into. He had three long field goals, including that game-winner. And they just they will not go quietly into the night, and Tomlin just doesn't know how to do that anyway. So that whole AFC North is one to keep your eye on for sure. South is at this point in time, you know, you've got the the Texans, the Jaguars, the Colts. Don't know what to make of the Colts. I thought they might be working their way out of some struggles, Um, but they just can't beat any playoff caliber teams when they play up a level. It doesn't happen for him. And I still don't know what to make of Carson Wentz. I would have told you after his rookie year the guy was destined to be a very big-time player. I'm not sure why that plateau has happened. Um, but I think really one of the more interesting stories, too, is what now happens with the Tennessee Titans. And, and, and it's not just because they don't have Derrick Henry. Like, what kind of a role does Julio Jones play? Here's a guy who played forever in Atlanta to really, uh, you know, I mean – he probably never got the love he deserved. He's a generational receiver. Uh, you know, his yeah. numbers support, support it. He hasn't been healthy with uh with the Titans at all. But all of a sudden, he looms large. AJ Brown's been hurt. Um and the running game of course is not going to be what it you know, what you want it to be. So so that is the fact that they go in and win against the Rams in LA way they says, did, too. Statement say, win. Say, statement win says a lot about who they are and how tough they are, without question. AFC West. You know, um, I have a lot of, most of my family's actually out in Denver. And early on, they swore Denver was headed for a Super Bowl. They were 3-0. And uh, they certainly have hit the skids. But they have won, effectively won the NFC East. They swept the, right. <laughs> swept the <laughs> NFC East. I don't know what to make necessarily of the win against dallas is that dallas just completely and almost mystifyingly not showing up for a game you can't when you only have 16 17 games in a season 17 games in a season you you can't not show up you can't not compete and
2: especially they're trying to be the number one seed in the nfc They're very much in that conversation,
1: and also they get a chance to feast on the rest of the NFC East. Yeah. So you'd think that you you know that that Denver represents an opportunity for them to get one in their pocket because they know they've got these highly winnable games down the stretch against the against the rest. But now you look at the rest of the AFC West. Who do you like here? Think about this: you got the Broncos five and four, Chiefs five and four, and just kind of dangerously lurking. They have a kind of a make-or-break game here Sunday night against the Raiders, who are 5-3. and three.
2: Uh, Teaser here for you, Naki? Yeah. I think they're going to get broke. You think so? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think Deshaun Jackson's going to have a field day.
1: All they ah, been, oh, oh, I, I Let's love, talk about Deshaun. Yeah, and
2: I love Oakland's offense.
1: Yeah. Now, the issue I have with Deshaun, is a, with the Raiders, is a little bit like the issue I have with Arizona. Now, it's not like Gruden is there, and I, I can pin this on him. But they were in this same boat last year, and completely uh, stewed the bed. How about that down the stretch of the of the season? Yeah. And so until they're able to sustain it even a little bit, um, they're they're gonna have to show me. I know what Kansas City's capable of, and I I I know this. I'm I'm curious though. Deshaun Jackson, is he still got it?
2: The the uh, Raiders coach at the press today said, "Quote." Still looks fast. <laughs> so that's all you really need. I mean,
1: you play one game, stay on the field, and then you'll get, he'll get exactly. hurt. Exactly.
2: Yeah, you can get out. Think about the Raiders, though, right? Like, you know, last week they kind of wet the bed against the Giants, but something about teams when they're facing this much adversity, it, it, it either is going to break you as a locker room or it's going to rally you. And yeah, I, it looked in, like it's rallying.
1: Add in the rugs thing. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, all these things. And that the rugs thing is also. Uh, why you have to add a guy like Deshaun? You know you have to have somebody who who will who will space the field. Ideal replacement. Bit. Yeah, ideal. I, I still I don't I don't believe in him. And, and this game Sunday night, Gentleman's wager with you, man. I don't know what the, what you got a line's got to be close to even, right? One either way.
2: I'm gonna take a look here. Look at
1: you. You've got it on speed. You know job. I've got the FanDuel Sports app on my on my phone. But uh, I think they always,
2: last year, they were the team that knocked them off first, I believe, right? They were in Kansas City. Yeah, so. In Kansas City. They so, kind of had their number.
1: So like. they have kind of figured it out a little bit. They know how to play against them. But, uh, um, yeah, we'll see. And OBJ, that, OBJ may end up, by the way, in Kansas City. I saw where he's I, on the short wouldn't list. Wouldn't
2: that just be dangerous? Yeah. It's at two and a half right now. Two and a half. So they're giving the Chiefs, they're the favorite on the road. Home
1: uh, like that. Huh, interesting.
2: Because it's in, it's in Vegas, right?
1: I'm taking the home dog. Oh, you love home dogs. Yeah,
2: gamblers love a home dog. Yeah, might even alternate spread this man. Yeah. They only give them two and a half. I like the Raiders by a little bit here.
1: What do you think about the Chargers? Chargers have some big games coming up. They're kind of everybody's figuring them out. They can really score. Um, they do have the benefit of a soft schedule down the stretch. Just don't know, you know, when a team like that has to struggle to beat. The WFT, which they did in the first week of the season, close game. They struggled to beat uh, – they had a Dustin Hopkins field goal to beat the Eagles this past weekend.
2: I think it says more about Philly, though. You think so? I think Philly's strong. We were talking, I think I was during the break, Washington doesn't have a game down the stretch that they might win, I feel like. Yeah. Because you are going to get swept in the division. I think Philly, they'd be an interesting uh, Odell Beckham landing spot, too. Don't know if they're in the mix or not. but Yeah, they but they're not in help.
1: the they're, – They're also, they're not in the immediate playoff hunt. So, I don't – I think – The wants- NFC
2: is – they got, only got five losses, right? They're – if the playoff started – now, I'm looking at it right here. If the playoff started today, Philly is in they're the 12th spot. They got, they've got five losses, but Atlanta's at four and four, holding down the last wild card spot. So, it's going to be tight. Yeah. And for your Washington football hopefuls, they're not out of it yet either. Atlanta's on, the man. last wild card. They have come four on. losses. We have six losses, right. mathematically speaking. Okay. Alive. Put that, uh, the Terps education to the, to the <laughs> I test. I didn't now. go there, man. You I, did? Yeah, Where'd you go?
1: I graduated from America, the American the, University. Put it put it on it, The American. There you go. University. There you go. All right. Take a look at the NFC when we come back. I also want to get to some NBA news and notes. The Wizards are, you got a halftime score because it was close. They were 49-44. Yeah, They're up? They're down. They're down. They, yeah. they were up five at one point. Um, I want to say Cleveland went on a 10-0 run to end that half because I think the Wiz were, were up 44-39 at one point. But uh, we'll get to the NBA because there's some good stories going on. I, I a lot of people have kind of tuned out the NBA because of the you know the politics involved and stuff. It is still one of the greatest shows on earth to me, man. I, I can't stop watching uh, night in, night out. But hey, that's just me, all right? I'm Chris Knacki, Linnell Willingham with me. We're going to 9 o'clock tonight. This is Overtime 106.7 The Fan and the Odyssey app.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites.
1: all right we're back Hooping on half street Chris Knocky, Linnell Willingham it's overtime on 106.7 the fan and Odyssey app we're taking you at 9 o'clock um, we'll talk a little bit about the NBA you know we we touched on it with the with the NFL you know sometimes teams have to get lucky with events to sort of capitalize on great stories or great momentum or, or, you know, anything like that. For instance, you know, the NFL. NFL, with all the, the ruckus over the Aaron Rodgers stuff, they have some great games this weekend, one of which includes Aaron Rodgers. You know, so people stop talking about the, the COVID stuff and all of a sudden they'll be t- focusing on the game. I, I feel like <laughs> while we're only 10 games into the NBA season, I feel like we're on the verge of seeing something similar happen in the NBA. And the great thing for the league, for the health of the league, is it's happening without, it's, ha, it's not happening on the shoulders of LeBron James. It's happening on the shoulders of a six foot three inch two guard who plays for Golden State. So if you haven't seen it, Steph Curry is, is all that and more. He is having a year of years at age 33. The Warriors are nine and one, but it's more than that. It's two good teams in New York City. That helps. It's a it's a resurgence in Chicago. The Bulls are back. The Bulls have had a very good start. I think uh, at this point in time, I don't have it in front of you, I think they're 7-3. and three. They've had some great wins, including a complete dismantling of the Brooklyn Nets a couple of nights ago. So, you know, and, and that's not to say you have to have the large market teams excelling, but it doesn't hurt you.
2: Even their small market teams. Yeah. Look like at Utah. Yeah. Best team in the league, arguably. Charlotte. Yeah. You know, so... It's happening. Bucks just won the chip, so
1: Yeah, I think that's healthy. And 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 the Bucks, you know, that's they're able to hold on to a national what amounts to a national treasure in Giannis. I don't know that like if LaMelo Ball ends up being that guy and he's a he's a great player. You watch him play with Charlotte, he is as dynamic as they come for a young guy. Um I hope they're able to keep a guy like that. You know, because um, they, 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 they guys like that turn franchises around, but I just feel like you know people tune out the NBA for political reasons, and I, I've never really understood this from sort of a philosophical perspective. Like, like I'm politically, like I I don't agree with one thing that Jason Aldean has ever said. But I like his music, okay? I'll listen to his music. And I always tell friends of mine who, who are Republicans who, who always bitch at me about Springsteen, I say, well, can't you, aren't you smart enough? Aren't you secure enough in your own beliefs that you can sort of divorce what he says from the music that he puts out? Because the music's pretty spectacular. And I feel the same way about the NBA. Aren't yeah. you secure enough in, that you, you know what you believe and what you stand for? That even if you disagree with somebody or a group's politics, you're not you're not man enough to appreciate the athleticism or the quality of the output of what they put together. I mean, because the quality, Linnell, athletic quality of an athletic quotient of that league is beyond belief. I, I'm staggered every night that I watch it.
2: You're older than me, so you can attest to it better than I can. I call it the golden age. We're in the golden age of basketball. The amount of star power, like you were saying, the the resurgence of you know, your your big market teams like Chicago, LA's good, Celtics have been good. Denver,
1: big Denver, market, you know. large market, yeah. yeah.
2: So just the resurgence and the like you said, the star power, it's the, the league is in as best hands as it's ever been.
1: What did you make, speaking of Denver, what did you make of the uh Jokic Markeef Morris dust up the other night? Uh And for those, I think everybody's seen it by now, right? I mean, uh, Denver was in the process of putting the screws to uh, Miami. And Miami's off to a very good start. Miami's got a good team. Kyle Lowry's made all the difference in the world. Okay, so Miami is going down. Jokic is dribbling the ball over half court. Markeef gives him a hard foul to stop the kind of semi-break that they were on. Gives him a hard foul, kind of a shot to the ribs. Markeef turns to walk away. And Jokic was pissed. He was hot. He went after Markeef with Markeith's back turned. He pushed him. Markeef does all the sort of flailing, hits the ground hard, Bench uh, benches empty, you know, spolster says all the things the coach is supposed to say to support his guys in the locker room after the game. But what it what did you what did you see? What were your thoughts when you saw it?
2: Well, the foul that Morris initially committed, unnecessary, didn't need to happen. And then my thing is if you're gonna foul someone like that and then walk away with your back turned, like nothing's gonna happen yeah. you're a fool, yeah, especially the the ore that the Morris twins try to carry that they're the league's two toughest people, you know
1: and nothing could be further from the truth and, you know <laughs> nothing and and I think the NBA to be quite honest with you is is filled with hmm? fake tough guys and and they see the NBA has led allegis- and to to the better betterment of the league. They've legislated out all the fighting and all the shenanigans. You know, you rarely see a fracas because they got they had such a PR hit for for like the malice in the palace years ago and you know the thing that happened in Detroit. And so they've legislated out that so much. Um it's not like hockey where when you stand <laughs> no. up, you have to you have to count account for yourself. Yeah. Those guys will stand up and and they'll pose, they'll strike the pose and everything like that. But they never have to account for themselves. Yeah. And I know some guys who, who worked here for the Wiz when Markeith was here, and they would. They, one of the things that they they always bemoaned about Markeef on the team that he was on was about just the lack of the toughness. He didn't have any of that stuff that he sort of purported to have. Now, I, Jokic, it was a, punk, it, it was a punk move. It was a I punk think. move. And the Jokic, foul initially was a punk move. I think they both were, and 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 uh, at least Jokic is, you know, uh, he's kind of seen the error of his ways a little bit, and he said it was a bad move. I shouldn't have done it. I think he got suspended a game. Is that sounds right? This one, one game. They had to do something. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And Markeef, I think, is still on life support. In uh, apparently, he's, right. <laughs> he's, he's no, but actually, he was missed a game because of. Uh, I'm going to use air quotes here. Whiplash. Yeah. Right. <laughs> River. So, um, at any rate, you know, I will say this: that I, I think that in the right teams, and with the right composition, I think the Morrises, especially Marcus, are very good teammates and very good parts to to have on your team. Um, I, I just, I don't know. When the when the team goes sideways, I don't think they're one of those guys. They're either one of those guys or guys that will pull you out of your doldrums. No. And shake the team. They'll, they'll say, add to your problem. We got to do better. Well, at any rate. All right. Wizards have cut the game to five now. They were down as many as 10 or 11 here. Bradley Beal, a horrific shooting night. Misses his first 10 shots, made a couple here of late. But uh, we'll keep you apprised of that. Got one more segment left. You're listening to Overtime on 1067 The Fan and the Odyssey app.